So family, past weekend I took the moment to relax. I decided to relax just to again get prepared for this week as we go on the challenge again of the rise and grind at 3 a.m. As I was sitting there relaxing, I decided to watch a show that I haven't watched in a while. You see, this show was entitled Undercover Boss. You see, if you haven't seen Undercover Boss, I will break it down for you in 60 seconds or less. You see, the show identifies with a CEO of a particular organization that comes in undercover and goes to where his employees truly are message. During this time, he experiences some of the jobs that the employees would work day to day. This show had so many different call outs to me that re- I thought I'll bring it to the family and I thought we will expand on the show a little bit of what I think a lot of times I wished. And I hate using the word I wish, but it would be nice if this could happen in more organizations. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Thank you for joining on this podcast show. We discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and personal development. I am your humble host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks, it just simply means it. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. By the way, I love to hear from you guys, family. Just hit me at 251 325-5576 again 251-325-5576 out of this synopsis or breakdown of how we're going to take this undercover boss episode there's three values I want you to get communicating your messaging within the organization communicating your messaging within the organization number two the mission number three you work for them they don't work for you you work for them they don't work for you you see reason why i enjoy this show undercover boss because it lets you have for that person as that ceo goes undercover and it gives him or her that that opportunity to see really how out of touch they are of what is going on. Because see, a lot of times, a lot of things are not communicated up the line because one, the supervisor or manager do not want it to seem that he or she does not have control over their department or their section of what they're responsible and accountable for. And because some of those issues or some of those things that are ideals that could probably change the way the organization is running and make it run better is in the way of because you have roadblocks or better yet you have gatekeepers 
You see these gatekeepers, these supervisors, these managers, these so-called leaders create a gatekeeper mentality that doesn't allow the information to flow up. Just think if you were a CEO and you found out that one of your employees figured out a a cool way or a better way or a inventive way to solve a problem that was pushed away because of the fear that someone may take their job. Okay, let me explain or expand on that a little bit more. What I mean by that is, is that a lot of times ideals or Obstacles are not pushed up because of the fear that if the information is solved on this level, meaning the lower level, that the supervisor or manager may not be able to be in that position long. See, when these CEOs go undercover and they get to know the person and not just the job of what they're doing day by day, how they make decisions decisions change. You see, because now that person becomes more valuable than just being a number. So when it's time to make a decision saying, hey, I'm getting paid X amount per year and I am the CEO, it gives them a better mind thinking of saying, well, you know what? Maybe I can take the pay cut because I can afford to take the pay cut to ensure that my employees still are are being paid well and being significantly valued. You see, Undercover Boss also just shows me another takeaway is, is that you can understand how the mission sometimes can be missed. And it gives you that that chance. Just think if you were that CEO of an organization, you had the opportunity to go undercover and really know how your employees truly feel, not the facade that they share with you or not the the politically correct way of how to to make someone feel comfortable and safe because you don't want to say the wrong thing because you want to keep your job. So you go undercover and you become one of the homies or you become one of the employees of this group. And then you start hearing the truth. How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel as, oh, well, how? But, but see, this is this is a deeper question for me, though, family, is, is that once that experience is over, once the undercover boss experience is over, how do you still get that evergreen that true emotion and passion and find people that share that same passion and dream and drive with you how can you find all of that when you have all of these various gatekeepers you see you have all these different managers and supervisors as gatekeepers and does don't allow information to be communicated up is because Again, it's about holding their position or their square, per se. 
So that's why I think it's important and imperative is when you are at a organization that you are constantly number one. So we're going to look at both sides. We're going to look at first from an employee side, as far as when I say employee, meaning you're not the CEO. You should be taking time while you're working at that organization to, as Jim Rome said, work harder on yourself than you do your job. Because if something goes left or something, something happens per se, what happens if this company gets bought or what happens if this company decides to go in a different direction of your department and, and just totally annihilate your department? But from a CEO standpoint, you have to find ways to get to the truth of what is being communicated to you. And a lot of time that is hard. So just imagine the CEO uh, trying to find out what is really going on in his or her organization and only to be fed that, hey, no, it's, it's not a big problem. And you're seeing a retention or a rate of people leaving the organization or it's harder for you to find talent due to the fact that there's a stigma that you're not even aware of that's within the organization. So when you you have to think like an undercover boss, as, I, as I'm saying it, because as an undercover boss, you have to be when you're in those when they're in those situations, they have to be someone that can listen first and talk last because they need to understand what is really being communicated down. Like what is the message that you're hearing about from the CEO or from my direct reports? What are they actually telling you? Because if that the message that I'm saying, if it's not getting communicated down, we have a problem. And number two, if you don't know the mission, what is our mission today? A lot of times in a lot of organizations, they don't have a mission. I should be able to go to anybody in the organization and the mission should not change. But the biggest thing out of all three of these values that I said you were going to learn today is you work, they work, you work for them. They don't work for you. That's huge. And a lot of people haven't understood that yet when they get into a leadership role and maybe because they're in a role that is a leadership role and they're acting as if they're a manager. Ooh, I just said something. I may hurt somebody's feelings with that one. You step into a leadership role as a manager or a supervisor. And I know a lot of people will ask me because I've had this conversation. Well, 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 what's the difference between a leadership and a, and a manager? I mean, they don't they they don't they both interact with people. You're right. You're right. But let me let me break down in simple format what a, a supervisor manager is versus a leader. See, a supervisor or manager wants to know when you're coming, where you're going, basically take a micromanage type format over you. All they want to do is give you work and expect execution with no coaching except to coach you to explain 
everything you did wrong and not everything that you could have done better. And here's some proposed solutions and here's some some guidance. See, a leader provides that guidance, provides you an opportunity to slip and fall, knowing and saying, I got your back. Understands the value of training, understands the value of investing in the employee. You see a lot of leader, a lot of supervisors and managers get mad and say, oh, well, you know, um, I heard. Well, let me let me slow down because I'm getting excited because this is one of the topics I, I get back and forth in. But one of the things that really frustrated me one time, I was at an organization. And. The VP of this particular department that I was in said something that was so humbling to me that I thought I'll I thought I'll replay it back to you guys out of my mind and just how the perception I got from it. I told I told him I said, "Listen. I want to go take this particular training which I think will have an impact on the organization of how I'll be able to bring this training back and be able to to improve what I'm doing here. And he said, well, my my manager explained to me that the reason we won't be able to offer you that particular training or be able to pay for that particular training because of the fact of we've been paying for trainings and people have been leaving the organization. So we don't think it's a good investment to make in people to for them to take this to take training because they're leaving so first try to find a book you know or we'll create this library of of resources or we'll use some existing resources but anything outside of that we won't be able to pay for it you'll be on your own See, that moment right there taught me everything that I needed to know of how they felt about me and what I needed to do. And see, what I realized I needed to do is going back to that Jim Rohn quote of what he said, you have to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. I realized I had to I had to invest harder in myself than the job was willing to invest in me. So the training and, and, and what I wanted and what I needed, I went out and paid for it myself. Because to me, if you're going to tell me you don't want to invest in me because you are afraid that I'm going to leave your organization once I get the training, what does that say about you? That says about you that. You're not cultivating leaders. You're not cultivating the environment in which people have an opportunity to grow. And because they don't have an opportunity to grow or because there's dissatisfaction, they leave. So just think of an undercover boss was in that situation. And he got to hear my conversation with a co-worker. Do you believe this? Because people are leaving, they are afraid to invest in the people that are here, the people that are still standing with them, even after multiple people left. So to reward us, they're offering us the opportunity not to invest in us. So what are you going to do? 
you know, a lot of people would get mad and frustrated and say, oh, you know, oh, I don't like working here. This is not I don't want to do this or whatever, but won't take the next step forward. You say, well, what is what is the next step forward? The next step forward is finding another opportunity. Putting your resume on various sites. So don't tell me you want out and because the first question I'm going to ask is, what have you done? Actionable. So again, family, the undercover boss, I wish more CEOs, leaders could go undercover to see what is happening from the ground up. Because when you really, truly understand that your employee, you work for your employee and they don't work for you, you you have significant value for them. So now when you are crunching numbers or when your uh, your CFO comes in with the with the P&L statement, now everyone is not considered as a number. They are considered as a human being. They are considered as a resource that has helped this organization move. So what else can we move besides cutting someone's salary? What else can we do besides getting rid of this employee that's been with us 20 plus years because it's easier to bring in someone younger, even though they're not more qualified or qualified, but it just makes sense based on what I'm seeing in the numbers. That's why I know being a owner of organization and as I'm continually working on, you know, doing both working and um, working on building the organization is imperative important when I start getting people under me and growing organization that I make sure that I find out ways and clues to see how I can make their job easier, how I can become a better leader for them and how I can grow and develop them. Until next time, I'm your humble host, ED. This has been the Impact Secret Podcast Show and it's another one, baby.